Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Tom Hayes. It's November 12th. Wow. What the heck is going on? Sometimes you meet somebody. Well, we know what's going on. It's back to the time again. I'm here in Boston, Massachusetts. Rudy Garino is in Las Vegas. Sometimes you don't know Waiting for Rudy. We have a fantastic, fantastic show today. because I wanted to review the week with the boss, the boss man, Rudy Garino. <laughs> give, him, give him an update of, of uh, what we were doing last week. It, it almost feels like you're back at the shack, Rudy, with uh, all these people coming around, giving you updates and talking about the acts and what's going on. That's great. That's great. I was, uh, I was very happy that Frankie Valley... Uh... Accepted that offer to do uh, to do the interview. Yeah, we've got him on tape. We've got him on uh, on, on video. Uh, Friday night was phenomenal. We went downtown Boston to the Copley Marriott, and uh, Tavares was doing a private show for ABCD Community Charities, and uh, they granted us the privilege of getting there before they went on. We got to hung, hang out for about, oh, I don't know, a good hour or so at least. And they were rehearsing and they were uh, changing. And uh, finally, they got all costumed up and George sat them down in four chairs so we could get a nice shot of them. And they went on for a good half hour about their days at the Sugar Shack and uh, their career. Uh, it was, it was, it's all of this footage is archival footage, Rudy. This stuff is priceless now. That's great. That's great. They, you know, and they, then... They, 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 go ahead. They told us... Did they talk about Miami at the Swinger? They told, oh, yeah. They told, oh, yeah. They said when they got to uh, Miami, they couldn't believe the lines. Oh, it was unreal. Unreal. The, the lines went all the way in the street way back. Thank yeah. The police chief, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I spent a lot of time that night talking to Butch Tavares, and he mentioned something about um, the police. That uh, yeah. there was some incident that occurred. The police pulled up in a uh, 
squad car or something, and as soon as they saw what was going on, they uh, then they gave us them an escort or something. You know, they straightened it all out. That was great. Uh, yeah, we had some good memories with them boys. They were, and they were hometown boys. They were outside of Boston, New Bedford. Yep, phenomenal, phenomenal. I was just looking. We're going to play some of their music, and I was just looking at some of the uh, videos of them on YouTube. I mean, what, what a flashy, flashy. They were, they were phenomenal the other night. There were four of them, and they just. Just, I mean, you, you wouldn't. First of all, they look and are moving and are in great shape. They are in fantastic shape. They look fantastic. They don't look anything like their real age. Um, they look at 10, 20 years younger. Um, you know, it's just, they're on it. They're on it. They've got, uh, we'll find out when Ralph calls in. We're going to talk about their upcoming tours. But they're busy boys. I have a girl over here that's uh, in the building that's from New Bedford. Every time I mention the vows, oh, she screams. <laughs> she screams. <laughs> well, it was a phenomenal night with them. And it only got better. Uh... Well, that's great. Anyways. Uh, and then Saturday... Saturday, I was nervous as heck. I didn't know if we were really going to get footage of Frankie Valley, So I pulled up in front of the Wilbur Theater about 3 o'clock and uh, got a parking spot. No, I was trying to get a parking spot downtown Boston. I got a parking spot right in front of the club in the, the uh, theater. That's unreal. It is that's unreal. Lucky. That's the second time that's happened for George and me. The first time was with the spinners. And, uh, oh, yeah, so- that. Yeah, so I mean, fate fate is is uh, giving us a blessing here, and so I sat out there waiting for George, and I just uh, kept thinking, oh my goodness, is this really going to happen? Are we really going to sit down with Frankie Valley and get him to talk about his time with you at Swingers and the Sahara and your relationship? And he was, you know, because they told us, listen, he's got to do a sound check. He'll give you 15 minutes, start the cameras at 4, end them at 4.15. And that's not what happened. He uh, he came to the dressing room around quarter to four and uh, walked in and says, hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> Relaxed, sweet as can be. You know, I asked him how he was doing. He says, oh, I'm a little tired. He says, we were in Chicago, we're in New York. He says, it's nice hanging out. He sold out three shows at the Wilbur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he uh and he said uh it was nice to be at one spot and uh you know, just to uh he didn't have to move around so he he was, you know, happy with that situation. Yeah, that's always a blessing to the act when they can sit down for three, four days, you know. Yeah. That uh, one night stand and moving around, picking up, getting on the bus or whatever. You know, it takes a toll out of him, too, especially at his age. Yeah, and so uh, we walked out of there, and we had just heard, oh, I don't know, maybe 2.30, Susanna called me and told me that we were on for uh, an interview with Gladys and with, uh, with the OJs that night, 
which was, I mean, when you think of the weekend in Boston, all of the acts that were there, it was just a phenomenal weekend. I, you know, it's amazing how those, how that town, and what about Miles Staples and uh, yeah, the they were girl. right. Uh, Joan Osborne, they were across town at the uh, Berkeley. Oh. And, they were and uh, well, I got in touch with Mavis's uh, management. You did. Yep, and uh, she's not granting any interviews right now because she just completed a, a documentary herself that's going to be on HBO soon. Oh, I see. So she can't. Well, um, first of all, she's not given any on tour. She's too tired. And but she doesn't want to for a while because of she doesn't want to take away from her documentary. That's, that don't sound right. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, she. Uh, I got back to the management and asked her. Okay, if that's the case, then maybe she could call in someday to the podcast here. Okay. Yeah. So we got that up. But anyway, we called the contact. Uh, um, for Gladys and the o- OJs, and they comped us three tickets. That's great. Yeah, George was able to bring his wife. They brought us down five rows from the front, Rudy. Did you get any footage you couldn't film while you were in the, uh, watching the show, right? No, they. in fact, they were yelling at us that we wouldn't be able to film at all because it was a union theater, and they said, no cameras. Oh, here, here we go. Here's Ralph. Hang on just a minute. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon. Is it Tom? Yes, it is. Ralph, and Rudy's Ralph. on the line, too. Hey, Rudy, Ralph, Rudy. Nice to hear. How's everything, Ralph? Oh, good. Nice to hear from you, Rudy. How you doing? I'm still kicking ass, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to keep doing it, Rudy. That's how to keep doing it. Hey, last time we talked, we were on the mob, uh, what's his, Maurice Starr. That's right. That's right. right. You got yeah, a great well, memory. Yeah, still kicking that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I'm I'm waiting for you to open up the sugar shack again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that town, that town got a bad break because when we... When we moved up to the Somerset Hotel, uh, we didn't know it was in that bad shape, but uh, uh, we started taking off again, you know, and uh, we were up in the Kenmore Square area, and then uh, we were in there about nine months, and then the hotel went bankrupt, and they kicked us out. <laughs> well, you know. And then I couldn't find another location, you know, uh, yeah, and uh, before you know it, I said, I had a howl it, and, uh, and you went to the south. It. Yeah, you went but, down south. But if the hotel was uh, lasted a couple of years or something, then, uh, you know, then uh, we, we probably would have bought it for, uh, for yeah. Christ's sake, you know. And then we would have had a permanent resident, and uh, the Sugar Shack would have still been going. Yeah, but you know what? That was a landmark in itself. When you opened up that place, that became the spot in Boston, and yeah. uh, nobody, nobody is ever going to forget that. Nobody. I, I, I you know, Tom was telling me that he uh, a little story that uh, 
he went to see the OJs and interviewed the OJs, and uh, the OJs stopped the show while they were singing, and uh, they says, Tom, am I telling the right? This is yeah, you got it, Rudy. Go ahead. And then they they announced the Sugar Shack, and the whole theater went up in an uproar. <laughs> you see that? You see the impact and the influence you had on, on that era and that time in our lives, you know? It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how they still remember. Well, you know, yeah. everybody had a lot of fun there. They saw all the biggest soul stars around, and uh, everybody and, and was, was happy. We and nobody, and there was no trouble. Them. Nobody was no problems. They, everybody was there just to have never, one thing, a good time. Never had a problem. I didn't even know what the word racist meant. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That. <laughs> that's right. That. It was... Everybody was mingling in. Everybody had a good time. And we never had to worry about a problem. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was a different era, and I wish uh, we could bring it back. But you know what? I think um, we've seen the best of our times uh, have gone by. You know, I, I really believe that. I always well, keep hopeful, hopeful for the future, uh, but every time I, I look to the future, I never see anything that's encouraging, you know? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something before I kick the bucket. I hope I want to do a couple festival. Well, I, I gotta tell get you, if you if I you do, we want to be we want to be part of the headline. Headline, you are the headline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, nice to hear your voice, Louie. <clears throat> we're from Boston, and uh, we're neighbors, and you are the headline. And believe me, you'll be right up there with. You take things for granted. You know, we were all working to become 
somebody in in our business, the business that we were in, and we wanted to succeed. And you know, he contributed a great deal to what we were doing. But at the time, we just felt like we were all part of one unit trying to do something. And I never got the chance to really say thank you for because he spent a lot of time uh, and imagination and and uh, uh, his uh, you know creativity to come up with what he was coming up with. And I never I thought about that throughout my life. And I said, gee, we never. Gave, ever gave him the credit that he deserves, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, I just, uh, I just looked at a YouTube video of you guys. What was it? Were you in Mallorca or something? You had a huge band behind you. And you oh had yeah, that bands. was in yeah, yeah, that was in uh, that no, that was in uh, in Holland. In Holland. Yeah. What a show that was. What? Huh? Wasn't it something? We're getting ready to head back there with the same thing. Seventy-two piece orchestra again. So with the three agreement with us. Well, and you say there's no future? I don't know. That's kind of a something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rudy, remember when the three degrees played your place soon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had them. We had them. We yeah, had yeah. them. There's a very few soul groups that escaped us. Uh, That's true. I mean, all the shredders died in a plane crash. Yeah. And we were yeah. I, I was talking with his brother, Roger Redden, and uh, we were all set to get him. And uh, then the Supremes broke up because they got too big. Yeah. And we lost them. And then, what's it, Aretha Franklin became so big, and uh, she was doing concerts. And uh, what's his name? The other guy. Uh, what's going on? What's his name? Uh, oh, Marvin yeah. Gaye. Yeah, Marvin Gaye oh. went to Europe. He went to yeah, Europe. Yeah. And that was it. You and the stars, and we, then when the Temptations broke up, we got the lead singer, David Ruffin. David Ruffin. And, I remember when he came through, yeah. Oh, you know what? You've uh, got a... Uh, you know, we have to pay tribute to a lot of people who, who were went through the Sugar Shack that are no longer with us. You know, look, you look at the Blue oh, Note, yeah. you know. That's what we're going to do. In between the shows, we're going to show the videos of the the acts that passed away, the great ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of miss them, you know. That was a real a real great time in uh, in our lives trying to, with the competition and the, and the respect that we had for one another as far as acts and uh, groups and people, how they respected each other. But they were out there in competition, you know, and we were, um, uh, and following in one act into another, you know, you had to make sure your game was on because you didn't want to come off feeling weak and, and not putting on a good show. So the shows were always fantastic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have to take a back seat to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's really nobody. a compliment. And I mean nobody, believe me, because I saw the best, and you guys rank right up there. Well, thank you very much, Rudy, because we uh, we worked hard at our job, and we uh, really believed in it, and we took great, great pleasure out of doing it, and great pleasure out of meeting people and uh, wanting to be the best that we could be. You know, I got to say, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I've been a comedian for some 30-something years, and uh, some of the high points in my life was I opened for Henny Youngman, I opened for Phyllis Diller, for Pat Cooper, for the Smothers Brothers, and those people, the people who were on the top, 
were way above any kind of insecurities, way behind, just gracious. And talking to the five of you, you know, the four of you guys the other night, and just never mind you, but your family, the, your support staff, your band, you, you, you opened us with, I mean, I, I, I really want to say this on the podcast because people, you know, we, we all look at you as kind of gods because of what you've done and what you still do and the way you connect with audiences and move people with your music and your moves. And, you know, you don't expect that. You expect that, you know, there's going to be some distance, some discomfort. But you embraced us. You made us feel so comfortable. It, it went from, it wasn't even work. It was, it was a party. And, you know, so, and that comes, that kind of confidence only comes from the greats. So I, I, I have to, you know, say, take the time to say that. You, you guys just were so gracious and, and, and were so, so the words you said, Rudy, when you see this film, you're going to be so proud of the work that you did because everybody acknowledges how you help them along. Well, that's great. We try to all work together and make it a big family. You know how the Italians always love a family. That's what we made the Sugar Shack, a family place. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's what uh, Ralph and and all the rest of the gang said uh, the other night is that family, and it all comes back to that. Everybody says, I said, you know, I asked you guys, why did you return when you were doing these great uh, venues like concert halls and stadiums, and you said the Sugar Shack was family, and Rudy was your father. That's good. Uh, did Ralph uh, sign off? I don't know. Ralph, you, well, wait a minute. Something happened. It uh, went to mute. I don't know why. Here, let me put him back on. Hey, Ralph, sorry about that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was hearing the story about when you were uh, open for Phyllis Diller and um, Tommy I mean, uh, Henning and all. Of that. I, I I didn't get all of that. Yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is that it was any time I worked with the greats, there were no insecurities. They were there was no uh, you know jealousy or anything else because of the professional or anything else. They just were comfortable, beautiful people, and that's what you guys gave to George and me the other night. You just treated us like we were, you know, friends, old, old friends. And oh, yeah, you made you us were, so comfortable. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm so glad you felt that way because we were honestly, truly, and genuinely uh, a pleasure sitting there talking to you and you were bringing back memories that were priceless. They, and they are priceless, you know. The memories that you were bringing back sitting there and talking about what we were talking about. As time goes by, we don't appreciate, we start to appreciate all the things that have happened in our lives. And we're just so fortunate to be here to remember those things. When you when you look back and see some of the people that we've met in our lives that are not here anymore, you kind of not want to take anything for granted, you know? Well, you know, what an exciting time. I watched that uh, Holland clip, and, I mean, you guys, oh, the costumes and, and uh, the moves. I mean, you, you you rose to the occasion for that one, 72-piece orchestra. That must have been one of the highlights of your career. Oh, I'm telling you, there have been some, and i got to tell you, the last one we just did, we were in New York City. We were doing the Brazilian Festival, and we had no idea how huge that festival is. We were in Times Square, uh, Fifth Avenue in New York, and they mm-hmm. closed off the whole Times Square. They closed the whole thing off. And when we got out from the dress room, to the stage. We had no no idea when I tell you. We got to the stage, there was over a million people 
Can you imagine? Uh, we've got pictures we, uh, that people have taken, and I keep showing that it is unbelievable. When we, I, I mean, I was I was in awe doing the show. Uh, I almost lost my train of thought because uh, it was just so tremendous. I'm saying, my goodness, with and you start to realize that you're still liked and you're still appreciated, and your music is still memorable throughout time that has uh, tested test of time. You know. Well, that that your, your music. Forever. Uh, that's thank right. you, Rudy. Thank that's you so much. Happened. You know, and we're approaching this uh, this documentary with that purpose. We want to make Rudy and you guys and the music and the times and the place immortal. We want to produce a film of that quality. Well, I hope you do, and I wish you all the success in doing it. And I no, take great tribute in thanking you for um, t- taking the time out to uh, honor us with the, with the broadcast and keep, and incorporating us in this film. I thank you so much. Well, we're going to... Right. Uh, go ahead, Rudy. You take care, Ralph. And, uh, you too, my friend. And we're going we're gonna to play much. some Tavares music. Rudy, this is the part of the show lately we've come to, and Rudy loves to play play the songs and remember... And boy, I, you know, in setting up today's show and seeing your videos, you know, every week I say, well, let me put, you know, but I can't take my eyes off the videos, the moves, the smiles. And I just want to ask like one more question. And I saw it the other night. You still love it, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We really do. Uh, It's something that's been a part of our lives forever. Uh, It started off when our father got us singing and, uh, and and getting into show business and watching him when he was on stage and just something that was uh, in us. Uh, I guess you inherit things, you know. And uh, oh, before God. I go off the, I want to say thank you to everybody from that era. If you're still around, thank you for making Tavares what you made us, and we couldn't have done it without you all. And I, I thank you and appreciate well, it. You will be in our memories forever. George, thank yeah, you. Thank, and God. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. George just got on the sh- got on here. Let me shut the. Oh, here we go. George, George is calling in from Cupertino, California, right now. George, why don't you say hi to Ralph and to Rudy? Hey, Ralph. Hey, George, Rudy. How you guys doing, man? Hi, George. Call in right quick to say hello, and uh, looking forward to Rudy to seeing you next week. And Ralph, man, you know we had such a great time uh, with you guys. You know it's just you know fantastic. So. Just keep up the good work. Yeah. I All right. We, uh, Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you again sometime soon in the real in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Hey, Rudy, um, I love you. Take care of yourself, Rudy. Thank right. you, Ralph. Okay. okay. Bye-bye, you all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a record. George, don't go away. Hey, Rudy, I'm going to play a record, all right? Should have called your head. Yeah, oh, he's really stuck. Hang on, let me find my studio again here. Okay, George, don't go away. Here we go. Let's do, uh, it only takes a minute, girl. Here we go.
Jackson did Thriller. Right, right. At that time, that was the tops, and uh, with, uh, with the music, with the movie, 
And they come up with, what was it, more than a woman, right? Yeah, in fact, uh, in fact I'm going to play that song in a second here. I, uh, let's hit him. Let's hit him. Okay, let's do it, Rudy. <laughs> Oh, no, they got the big hit out of it. And the music is 
it's coming out a little distorted, Tom, again. Uh, it might be a little, I might have had that a little too loud, but uh, it's a lot better than some of those bad days. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, I but, might, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tone, tone it down a little bit um, on these. I can regulate the volume. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, Butch was fabulous. He and I had the greatest time. I, Rudy, you cannot believe the shape these guys are in. They are in amazing shape. They're thin. They're, they're fit. They, they just look fabulous. And they've got so much energy to think that the five of them are still alive. Right, right, right. And, uh, yeah. One, now, Butch told me one day, and if, I want to see if you remember it the way he remembered it, the 1200 Beacon Street. Oh, the motel where we used to go all the time for breakfast. <laughs> Do you remember what you did to him? No, I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> get ready. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> he was about 12 or 13 years old, 14, whatever. He had been playing clubs since the age of 12. He walked yeah. into the 1200 motel. He actually put this on film, so you're going to see this when we come out there. He, he walked in the motel, and you were standing there, and you said, hey, wait a minute. You're one of those Tavares brothers. <laughs> he says, you won't play my club. <laughs> and at that time, their management had not made contact with you. So yeah. you said to him, where do you think you're going? <laughs> he said, he said, I got to go. You said, no, you're not. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> and you kept them there all night talking. <laughs> the sun was coming up. And he said, hey, Rudy, man, I got to go. <laughs> and you finally said, okay, kid, but I want you guys to play my club. <laughs> yeah, I was- we used to stay there all night long till the sun come up. All the guys, the whole crew from the club used to come there and have. We used to have breakfast. Yeah, that was a nice time with the with the Tavares brothers. Yeah, the, well, well, they talked about talked about. I mean, you know, one for the home team. I mean, that like you said, that was a um, a home team crowd, and the fact that they're local boys that made it national. You should have seen the crowd at Miami, boy. You wouldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Wow. It sold out night. Unbelievable. So so the Swingers was in the Marco Polo Hotel. Is that the idea? Yeah. We oh, had okay. the room downstairs, and we had a big showroom upstairs that we used once in a while, you know. Okay. Yeah, because they all t- – I was confused because they always referred to it as Marco Polo. and Once in a while, they say Swingers. Yeah, the Marco Polo was the name of the hotel. In fact, I get you. Who do you think? Who do you think I had in the lounge there? Go ahead. The dish jockey, the dish jockey from Saturday Night Fever. Wow. Monty Rock the Third. Oh, wait a minute! I think uh, Chuck has told me about Monty. He's out in Vegas now, isn't he? Yeah, right. He was playing the lounge for me. And uh, what do you think he does? One day he says, Rudy, i got to take a day off. I says, why? He says, I'm going to do the Johnny Carson show. Johnny wow. Carson. 
just throw a nut on this guy. He must be crazy. You know, I just, I thought he was crazy. Telling me a joke or something. So what, what, what happens is I turn on the Johnny Carson show the, the, the next day, and he's on. And Johnny Carson tells him where I can remember, he says, Monty, where do you appear nowadays? And he says, I'm at the Marco Polo in the Miami Beach at the Bird Room. And Johnny, Johnny did a flip. He fell over when he mentioned the bird room. He broke up laughing and everything. <laughs> Do you remember Monty Rock, discotheque and the sex alike? That was Yeah, now record. I do, yeah. Yeah, that's... He, um... he was appearing in the lounge. We had a jumping hotel there. Wow. We had with him, and the, in the winter season, we brought it. Back out, Green sold the place out. We brought Jerry Vale at the time with Pat Cooper. They sold it out. Wow. We had the Brothers Reunion. They, they just got back together, and they they did a 10-day stunt, and they worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and broke up again. <laughs> wow. They Wow. And we... Brothers, we had Pat uh, Cooper, Jerry Bell sold out. Ray Charles was there too. Wonderful. Uh, we had we had a jumping time. We gave the public some nice excitement. Yeah, you did. God, and you know, I I opened for uh, Pat Cooper when he came by through Boston. Uh, must be twenty years ago now. And uh, what a hot ticket! He's a funny, funny man. Yeah, Pat Cooper, Jerry Vale. They had yeah. a fight, too. Pat Cooper says, I'm bigger than him. I said, what's the difference? Who's bigger than who? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a show. <laughs> yeah, he had a... He, he did have kind of an ego. He fought with everybody because he wasn't getting booked. <laughs> right, right, right. No, he wasn't getting... Uh, he thought he had to start... He didn't get, like, the headline, headline treatment. He wanted to be the headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um well let's play uh let's play um Heaven Must Have Sent Me an Angel. Let's see, I'll I'll cut the volume down if it's a little distorted. Let's see. Let's see how it comes up.
that came out good. Yeah, but uh, I think it's the volume probably. Uh, it still was a little, uh, wasn't clear, like, you know, but it was better than the other. The, the other well, a lot of times it depends where I take the video from, because if I take it from an actual video where they were doing a live performance, the quality isn't as good as the the album. Oh, I see. You're taking it off a certain what YouTube or yeah. one of those things. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. See. I'm taking it off of YouTube. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, but that one, that one came. I hope the audience is not disappointed, and uh, because they don't well, get the. Well, I think the they're thought. coming. It always seems better on the podcast, so. Um, by the way, speaking to the audience, uh, listen, if you're out there, uh, and you always are because we do have live listeners and quite a few of you, it's 646-929-2451. Call in. We'd love to talk to you and tell you all the exciting things that are happening. And, boy, Rudy, this thing, did you ever think, Rudy, what we've done in two weeks, we've got the spinners, we've got Blue Magic, We've got Howell Melvin and the Blue Notes. We got Main Ingredient. We got the Emotions. We got um, the OJs. We got Tavares. We got Frankie Valley. <laughs> Do you ever think it would explode that fast? Uh, listen, I have a girl here that wants to say hello. She's from New Bedford, and she's going to talk about the fabulous Tamara. Say hello. Oh, this hello. is the best. Oh, my God. Say hello. She's so funny. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. And, uh, what's your name? My name is Yvette Mendes. I'm from New Bedford, Mass. Yvette, so great to have you on. And you're taking good care of Rudy? Of course. <laughs> of course. Rudy is awesome. We, we have to take good care of him. Well, we're coming to. How did you get for? Well, first of all, tell us your earliest memories of Tavares. My, yeah. Oh my gosh, my um, my mother Joyce and my godmother Mona. Mona used to sing with them on the corner when they were called. I'm not sure of the name, but it was a um, a different name other than Tavares. And there's there's a singer on the corner. Wow, that was your grandmother. That was my godmother. Godmother, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, her name was, believe it or not, Mona Lisa Clark. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you get to hear her? Did you get to hear them when they were unknowns? You know what? I was a tiny little thing. Um, I was there, but I do not remember. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, when do you re actually remember seeing? Did you ever see them live? Yes, I've um, seen them live in concert as recently as, I want to say, maybe three years ago. Wow. And where was that? I'm sorry? Yvette, where was that? That was here in Las Vegas. Oh, fantastic. They're still yeah. great, aren't they? Aren't they great? Oh, my I love them guys. I love, love them. <laughs> no. Where now? What was your first time seeing them? Where'd you see them? Um. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord, I don't remember. It was a um a seventies type of concert. It was seventies. It was the Village People. It was them, and it was two other groups. I can't re um, recall the other groups, but I was just in awe of Tavares. 
That's the only reason why it went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great coming from New Bedford to see them make it nationally, isn't it? I know. It's great. i got to go. I'm so sorry. I'm late for work here. i got to go. All right. Well, you keep taking good care of Rudy. Okay. Thank you for being on the show. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's That's she, goes, uh, she goes out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till she sees the film we took. Rudy, I can't tell you. These, uh, I'm in awe of the reception we're having, and it's all because of Rudy Garino. All we have to do is say Rudy Garino, and we're in. And uh, <laughs> see, I'm, see, you, you, you know, you, you're so humble about this, but I tell you, that's the magic word. That's the key. That's the passepartout. We uh, we say Rudy Garino. Whoop. <laughs> well, look at you got us Frankie Valley, buddy. <laughs> you know, um, Rudy, we really have a magnificent story here. We haven't even got to the part about you know what what's going on with. Uh, what went on inside the, the the fans? Where do we get to the fans and the and the people working the club and you know the perspective of there's so many perspectives from this. The fans, some of them are unbelievable. There was one I should have took the number. I hope she calls in again. Uh, she was saying she she got on the phone. She says, Is "This Rudy Garino." I says, "Yeah." Oh my God! She says. I want to thank you for giving me such a wonderful memories of the Sugar Shack and praising and everything. So I says, oh, thank you very much. He says, no, no, you don't thank me. I thank you for what you did for us, me and my family and everything. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I said, you got to come on the podcast show. Yeah. No well, I was yeah, in the audience got- Saturday night when Walter Williams when they were introducing the band, like you mentioned, and he said, Boston, Boston, Boston. Boy, what great memories we have of Boston. And he said, to think, he says, of those great times at the Sugar Shack. Rudy, it went like a wave. 6,000 people, Rudy. It went like a wave through there. The applause and the yelling. You know, when you told me that, I couldn't go back to sleep anymore. (laughs) Rudy, it's 50, almost 40 years after it closed, 50 years when you started, and to this day, all you have to say is two words, Sugar Shack, and everybody smiles. I couldn't fall asleep again. (laughs) (laughs) Rudy, when this film comes out, it's gonna. When I heard that, I got the chills thinking, wait a minute, we're making this film about this great club. People are going to go, in Boston, are going to go crazy, and we're going to tell the rest of the world what went on in this amazing club and how, in spite of all the problems Boston had racially, there was one spot where everybody got together for one reason, to be entertained, to hang out, in a, you know, and to listen to this gorgeous music. That's true. That's true. You know, Walter Williams. Walter Williams is so funny. He said, oh, yeah. we, "We always, yeah." It, well, we asked about the, uh, <laughs> we asked about the uh, the fact that there was no violence, and he goes, "He says that's because of Rudy." 
<laughs> he, says, <laughs> he says, that would not be tolerated. <laughs> he says, Rudy would not allow it. <laughs> he said, there would be guys at the bar, and they'd be trying to show off, and somebody would throw 30000 on the table. And another guy would throw another 30000 to match him, and they'd start to get pretty heated. And he says, all these have to do, you'd either come over or a sticker would come over and go, hey, are we going to play this game or are we going to listen to the music? And he says, and immediately they'd pick up the money and put it away and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> do you remember you know, the story? Walter Williams told a story that his wallet was stolen. I think you told it on one of the podcasts. At the boombox or something. Well, the boombox, that's another story, but his wallet, he came back to the dressing room, his wallet was gone. He told you, and then you told Sticker, and in five minutes, the wallet was back with more money in it than it left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, do you remember the story about the boombox? Yeah. I, I yeah, why don't you tell it? Jerry, Jerry Maffeo, you know, the manager of my band, he used to be the bartender of the front bar. Well, yeah. all the so-called gangsters or bad guys, whatever you want to call them, and, they, and they'd be there and they'd be drinking and everything, and before you know it, uh, sooner or later, somebody might have said something, and he'd say, hey, we don't want to get Rudy down here. Quiet and down, quiet and down. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to I used to tell him, don't say that. What am I going to do against those guys? <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know how to say stand-up. Just... Well, that's, that's because you're bigger than life, Rudy. <laughs> I'm you... very friendly with, with, with one of them, uh, very friendly with him and everything, uh, I don't want to mention his name, uh, but uh, we became friends and uh, nice guys. Uh, he was nice. He was very nice to me and everything. All right. Yeah. On to the next subject. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, why don't you tell a story about the boombox? Uh, go ahead. You tell it. Uh, All right. So uh, Walter Williams. Walter Williams says he was only, what, a kid? He said he was 18, 20 years old. Oh, yeah, they were very young when they were there. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. You know, it's hard to remember that that it is 50 years. It's impossible to remember it's 50 years because these guys are in such great shape still. And anyway, he said, I mean, these are household names now. I mean, this is this is what our generation knows is just the OJs. And so you think of them as always, not as when they were kids. So he went next door to the uh, garden, had a some kind of festival affair, and uh, there was a game there, and the prize was a boombox. And so he started to play the game because he wanted the boombox. He said the boombox couldn't have been worth more than 20 bucks, and he lost like 100 bucks. And he came back into the club, and he looked, uh, he looked pretty sad. So Sticker said to him, what's up? He goes, I just lost. I spent 100 bucks trying to get a $20 boombox. He said, really? He says, go in the dressing room. I'll be right back. <laughs> he said, it didn't take two minutes. And Sticker comes walking into the dressing room with the boombox and all his money back. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> so yeah, Snicker could be pretty persuasive. Yeah, those were the good days. And, uh, oh, the, the OJs, gee, uh, yeah, you're right. They were kids. I don't even think some of them, what did he say, was 18, 20 years yeah, old? Yeah, they were younger than they, they couldn't even drink in your place. Right, right. You know, uh, and, and Butch, Butch from Tavares was 13, 14 years old playing your club. Right, right, right. Well, those were the good old days. Uh, uh, what else? What else we got? You got some more music? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I, I tried so much to get upload uh, Gladys. Next week we're going to play a lot of Gladys. And uh, Oh, by the way, Susanna just got in touch with uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, Sly and the Family Stone, yeah. Yeah, so they she got in touch with either him or his management, and um, she's trying to get him on the show next week. You know, that was a good group, too, boy. Oh, amazing. Music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. I want to, uh, let's do, uh, you know, oh, we got to say hi to our boys in Argentina. Here we hi, go. Thomas. We are Ivan, Guido, Matias. Of Guilatano from Argentina. You know we got to. Uh, I I know what we can do. I've got a great. Um, st- let's let's play a a. Um, we'll, we'll get back to the studio here. Well, let's play an OJ song. I think I'm unfortunately I think I only have one but it's to me it's my my favorite um hang on just a second I got to go through the, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of songs on here now um uh, here we go Stairway to Heaven from the OJs let's do this let's hope the uh, quality's good Thank you. 
Guys, they make a lot of noise, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I you was know, so bad impressed. You too Go bad ahead. you couldn't uh, film that uh, Sugar Shack story that Walter Williams told. You know, we the did. Theater, stop the we did. We got in. That's out. that's the thing. They were yelling at us. You can't come in here with those cameras. And so <clears throat> the uh, contact, um, Robert their manager came to the door and he said, uh, the union guys, they were guarding that door. They weren't going to let us in. They were trying everything, Rudy, to keep us out. Uh And, and, um, so I kept calling and, and, uh, I finally got him and, uh, he found us. He was, he thought we were in the street in the backstage door. And he found us, and he come up, and and the union guy says, "What's that?" And he pointed to the camera. He says, "Is that a camera?" And we said, "Yeah." He says, "You can't take it back there." And uh, Robert played along. He says, "Oh yeah, you were supposed to get the papers signed. You got the papers signed, didn't you?" And I'm a Roxbury boy, so I said, "Of course we did." And George said, "That's right." He says, "We were storing this stuff in the office up there. They told us it was okay too." And Robert said, 
get in here. <laughs> we got in and we shut the door. <laughs> and uh, we were in. And they took us down. You know, and of course, they're trying to protect everybody. You know, he's got his job to do to protect the OJs. And he said, how long is this going to take? He says, they got a they got a beat and greet to do. We said, five minutes, just five minutes. So he sat in us in the dressing room. He said, well, set up. He said, I'll get him. In walked Eddie and, and, uh, and uh, Walter, and they were now in their street clothes. And they looked like a million bucks. And they were so relaxed. They were like, they, hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for coming by. Rudy, they sat with us for 20 minutes. And we had this, and that's when we heard the story about, the, and it's all on film. The what? It's all on film. We got it all recorded. No, no. What I was trying to say is the the the, the actual filming of the the crowd roar. You couldn't get oh, that. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I mean, it just happened so fast. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to say it. You know. Uh, right. Too bad you're gonna snuck something like actually, that. Actually, I might have. I actually may have have it on. I was sneaking a lot of film on my camera, and I may have had it on him when he did that. So I'm gonna go back and look. But yeah, that was a beautiful yeah, thing. That would, be, that would be great too uh, for the documentary to see the. Yeah, of going. course. Well. You know, throughout the, uh, I was dancing. I had a nice area to dance in. Through everybody was dancing through the whole concert. It was just like you know, it was a five thousand seat sugar shack. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the some of the ladies, I can't say old ladies because they're my age. They were looking at me making those moves, and they all started to move with me. And a couple of the ladies came up and said, "Boy, I know what they were thinking. For a white guy, you can really move." They said, boy, you can dance. And I said, well, I said, I was taught to do that at the Sugar Shack. (laughs) I forget that I got all those moves down (laughs) from 50 years ago. (laughs) So, Rudy, I'm telling you, this is an exciting, exciting time. Um, You know, the adrenaline rush every time we do this, the anticipation of, are we really going to get to connect? Are we really going to get the footage? And we do every single time. The only one so far has been Gladys because she had to leave early, but we'll get her down the line. Oh, yeah. I think you won't have trouble with, uh, with, uh, with the majority of the stuff. See, one thing is you've got to catch them in the right thing. The right thing is where they're working. When they're working, they're there, yep. and you can catch them. After the show or before the yep. show. Yep. And that's the best time to catch them because any other time, it's almost impossible. Exactly. Because they're moving, they're going here, they're there. Right. You know, uh, the best time is the dressing room or where they're appearing. Right. Well, did you know that, um, I mean, the... Um, Tavares has got a full schedule coming up, and there's a Soul Train cruise coming up. And Smokey's going to be on it, and uh, Tavares, and uh, all of the greats. And uh, I guess it leaves, obviously, out of Florida, going to Ocho Ocho Rios in um, Jamaica. Yeah, uh, Ocho Rios. That is in Jamaica. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's that's going to be, uh, you know, there is a lot of interest now in this music. I don't think it ever dies because he's no, trying I know. to work and making more money than they ever made in their life. Probably, yeah. You know, it's funny. We asked uh, Frankie Valley, Frankie, what do you think? Of, everybody else talks about. In the interviews, they always go to today's music and talk about how it's really not music and that there's really not the talent that they had. And we asked uh, Frankie Valley, we said, Frankie, tell us what you think of today's music. And he got real quiet. He put on a little smile and he looked at the camera and said, What music? (laughs) (laughs) He says, Nah. There's no music today. He says, they're all sampling our stuff. He says, it's all electronic. Although he did say, he said, I'll tell you one very talented musician today. And he says, that's Bruno Mars. So he did take, yeah, yeah, he took his hat off to Bruno. And he is talented. He's amazingly talented. Yeah. So, uh... uh, That, the, 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 you know, we had the Sinatras, the Dean Martin, Sammy oh Davis. We had all that kind of music, with, and, and and never interfered with each other. There was there, there was room for a hundred more singers. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm finding is that there's there's no jealousy. No. They, one time Jerry Vale told me, Jesus, uh, he was supposed to get the record that. Uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, anyways, I said, hey, don't worry. There's always room for more. There's more records. There's more songs. You know, yep, this yep. is a business. This is a business that uh, the more the merrier. Exactly. The more, the more you have somebody that's got to hit, the more the next guy is uh, they're waiting for the next hit. Yep. You know, and. Uh... You know, like Frankie just said, go ahead. We create one movie star giant, then they're, they're looking to create another one, you know? Exactly. And Frankie, you know, was so appreciative. He says, I, and even Gladys must have said it a million times, how grateful she was to have had the career she did have. Um, she got seven standing ovations almost after every song. And, oh, um, her brother Bubba came out doing a... Uh, to uh Bruno Mars song um and the place went crazy. He's always he was always a cut up. Yeah, Bubba is very good friends of mine, you know, Bubba and I. Too bad. Well they had a they had a breakdown or whatever, but uh, there'll be other times. Well he's back. He's back with her. Oh yeah, but Bubba's working with her. Oh yeah, they she came out and they um, they went crazy. He he imitated Bruno Mars. Oh, I see. He does a he does a little uh, thing on his own uh, before her. Yeah, yeah. She brings him out and uh, he goes crazy. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yep. So, well, listen, another great show, Rudy. We did an hour and fifteen today. Wow, I thought uh, we were going a little over today. No, oh, this is great, and you know it gets bigger and better. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna sign off, and I'll let this song take us out. We're gonna put, put little, um, 
a little tribute to Mavis and good luck to her on her documentary. We hope she calls in someday. Um, but uh, she's, 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 I guess, I talked to somebody who saw the concert last night, uh, Tuesday night, and they said she was fantastic. So, so okay, oh, Rudy. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to okay, play this and I'll sign it off. Hey, we're going to see you okay. Sunday. All right, you take care. We'll see you Sunday. All right, take care, man. Have a great day. All right. All right. Is George still on? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he'll be oh. coming. No, I mean on the show. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, well, he was, he was calling. He's in training at Apple this week, so he only had a couple of minutes to say hi. Oh, okay, that's good. All right, well, uh, have a good one, and I'll talk to you later on. Yeah, we'll see you. Thanks. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Please call in sometime, and uh, we love you, and we're doing the great work. Yeah, we are. I know.